it's impossible for me to talk to a psychiatrist. Go on. Hello, beautiful world. This is Angelica Pasquini. It's 7.24 a.m. on a Wednesday. I thought it would be kind of fun to um, open up an episode like right when I just woke up and it, it would be the first thoughts of the day. This is the first time I'm communicating, you know? Who knows what I'll have to say today and do? Who knows what kind of things will have to come up and, and be addressed within and, and, and in the exterior world, the interior and the exterior world. But right now, right here, you're getting the first of me. You're, get, you're getting a fresh take on my mind. Today we have an episode that I wanted to do for a long time. When I thought about potentially getting into doing interviews, one of the first people that came to mind for me was Colin Bedell. I met Colin a couple years ago when a few of my friends pitched in and bought me an astrological birth chart reading. So... He comes into my sister's apartment where I was staying at the time and we had a cup of coffee and he's supposed to be there for an hour and do do a birth chart reading, but we got along so well. We're dying laughing and we just had a lot of similarities as um, people, even though we do such different things. But um, I just really remember feeling like, oh, this person's doing what they're supposed to be doing with their life you ever meet somebody like that and it's like you know we can all feel and know when someone's not doing what they're supposed to be doing okay you hate this don't do this uh don't be in this why you like all you do is complain you know that's a common common character that we all meet but sometimes you meet someone and you're like it's not even what you're doing it's how you're doing it you know and Colin is somebody that is Um, he knows who he is and he likes what he does and I just really found it refreshing and inspiring also you know what I never talked to an astrologer in a way that was so grounded you know Um, and we talk about that a little in the episode but like you know he's just a person who's uh, really interested and cares about people and he studies things. He studies metaphysical tools and systems for identity development. And he studies relational education. And he cares a lot about how people relate to each other and relate to themselves. And, and I, I, I really thought, oh my God, okay. A genius. Living in their genius letting themselves be a genius. And I, I love it. I love that. I dig that a lot. So this episode is Colin and I uh, talking about, like, we talk about astrology, but we also don't. So if you don't know anything about astrology, it's all good. This is, to me, you know, I listen to it back and I'm like, this is um, two East Coast kids uh, having a conversation about keeping it real in a in a fake ass world. That's what I th- 
That's <laughs> what I what I got from this. Um, also, you'll hear Colin talk about A Course in Miracles, and that's a book that he's a student of. Uh, and Marianne Williamson is really into that book, and she teaches from it. And um, I really love Marianne, and, and so does uh, Colin, and that's how we kind of became buddies. Uh, okay, Angela, wake up. Um, okay, without further ado, Colin Bedell. Well, that's the funny thing about having any kind of public persona, and then there's you. I mean, I'm sure you experience this, obviously, with your business, but there's, like, we're all multifaceted. I like to say multifaceted, multidimensional, multisanti, like Christopher Multisanti. (laughs) Wait, who is that? From Sopranos Christopher. (laughs) Multisanti. Yeah, that's that's the vibe, because the truth is, you see one side of someone, but there's so much going on. So much You know what I mean? And that's what the funny thing is with social media. It's true. Is that you're just, it really is. And once you get the joke, yeah. You can't let it hurt you, Mm. right? Or at least, it's hard. Yeah, somebody posted something that I did the other day. And she wrote, I'm not a fan of his style, oh, but wow. I do like the message. And I was like... Thank you so much for letting me know, Trish. <laughs> Trish. <laughs> but it did make me laugh. Like, I was like... And honestly, oh, wow. full disclosure, Go I on. think it was because I'm an East Coast dickhead. Mm. Yeah, I do. Because she's like a fragile little West Coast girl. Yeah. Potentially. Sorry, everyone, but easily offended. Easily. Oh, the West Coast. Right, because they've never seen a dark, gloomy day. They've never survived a blizzard. No. They've never been on the E train stuck between Lexington Avenue, 63rd Street, and Columbus Circle. So you know what? Shuddy stew. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I'm just kidding. The people from the East, from the the Bay Area aren't all that boring. But it just, it it didn't hurt me because I was just like, this is a joke. Well, I'm actually fascinated in this as a comedic performer. As a star. Has to put their right? work like, out. As a- <laughs> no, but someone who has to put their work out and I have to navigate. Yeah. I, I go to Mike's and then I go yeah. to this uh, and I go to this show uh, and it, it's amazing. And also there's just a lot of vibes. So everybody is trying their best and yeah. it's very earnest. Everyone's hustling. That's right. And in your business, everyone is creating from their truth and trying to promote themselves and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious, like, I don't know how open you, however open you are willing to be about it, but like what happens when you become successful in a field that a lot of people want to be successful in? I never even thought about it like that. Huh. Like, I guess the energy around it from other people who are astrologers is that, and you don't have to answer if you don't mm. want to, but I'm just curious what happens when you're, when that happens. And I don't like, even see myself in that way. Okay. I'm gonna be, so I never even thought about it. Yeah. To be really honest with you. But you don't see like the numbers of the, and like how many people are like connecting? I do, but, uh, and we could be so honest about this yeah. because you know, I don't just like cherry pick the principles of A Course in Miracles. That Those are the teachings I live my life from. Yes. And so it made it very clear that if you're focused on the form, and how many people see it, and how many people like it, and blah, 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 blah. There is no safety and security there. You just need to be firmly invested in the content. Mm. So I need to be focused on the picture, not the picture frame. Right. And the picture frame will come. And sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. I, like, that's it. Wow. You know, and so you, So just, you're devoted to your message. My mastery. Your way. Yeah, a thousand percent. And you you don't notice so much, like what how it grows or how like what goes. I notice. Yeah. But I don't apply meaning to it. Mm. It's like, uh, a tree. 
Wow. Description. That's a blessing that you, that you Water have. is wet. Yeah. And I try to keep it there. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but 90% of the time, I'm going to honestly say I work very hard to pay attention to what is ultimately valuable and meaningful. Because the Course says really, like in true Capricornian fashion, we love this language, you achieve so little because you're far too tolerant of your own mind wandering. So I just don't mind wander, or I try not to. Oh, yeah. Like, That's so good. We just mind wander. We mind wander to the metrics and the numbers and the da 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 Yeah. And I, I care, but I don't. I know. It's so funny how you know our I world mean? is right now with, like, everyone has a talent and an ambition and is monetizing their hobby, and God bless. Like, fine, great. Everyone yeah. go off, right? Go, because fuck the traditional labor systems. It's horrible. Work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there is so much with, like, quantifying everything. I know. Which I really know. annoys me. Yes. Like, imagine, I always yes. think this. I'm like, if I was 16... And I was like, you know, me, you know, I, when I was 16, I tried this and that and I had different looks and different phases and nobody knows they existed and no, it was fun. And I tried, um, you know, different instruments and poetry and painting yeah. and all these phases that help you grow are That's now, right. m now numbers <clears throat> and likes and looks. And doesn't that suck for the evolution of like our future artists? It does. But this, and this is why I love the work of Dr. Sarah Lewis, who I've been like swan diving in since last November. And she talks about what poet Rilke says, which is that each and every one of us need to have a stage of undisturbed development. Well, how do you get that undisturbed development? It could be the research, the editing, the innovation. You know, it's like when you go visit an artist's studio, mm. you know what is out and is finished, and then you also know when things are behind the white sheet. You know when something yeah. is still in the embryonic phase. You know when something is still being born. I think the bigger decision is knowing when we're in the undisturbed development phase or when something is actually in the, the the display or the delivery room yeah to speak to our Chiron and Cancer yeah. you know uh, metaphors of like pregnancy and shit but that's that's the skill part I think people are too fast mm. and they reveal and they just show and it's like why don't you sit and practice the crap but then I also mm. paradoxically believe mm. that people wait for the invitation and sometimes you just gotta ride the bike instead yes. of learning how to read how to ride the bike just ride the fucking it's bike it's true and like sometimes there's an invitation I've, I've taught this to myself like because I respond really well to going where it's warm. That's just something that I know how to do. Mm -hmm. So, like, when something is icy and it turns its back to me and it's, like, unavailable, I used to dig that when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, I'm realizing, like, how much more fun everything is when you go where it's warm. Okay, so, like, Leo sun, you know. Mars and Aries. <laughs> okay. So, like, you go towards yes. that. 100%. And guess what? The the invitation, I've, I've learned, is not always verbal. It can also just be ener energetic. It can yes. be a look in the eye. Yes. An invitation. Do you know, I follow those invitations now yeah. that are not always like, hey, do you want to come over at 2 o'clock? It's sometimes someone's, like, asking me a little question or, like, you know, um, sending a DM about a project. Like, I like this thing you did or something. And I'll follow up and be like, thank you so much. How's everything going with you? And then that's, like, someone new in my life. That's right. There that's are right. invitations that don't look like... That. I love that. Traditional invitation. No, you're 100% right. I meant more so in the quality of like, how do we know when it's time to reveal? Like, mm. I also believe in starting before you're ready. Oh, yeah. But I also believe that sometimes we do need a moment to just really understand the material and uh -huh. be in the process of undisturbed development. You know, it's never just this or that. But I love the Leo quality of just going where it's warm. Yeah, I man. Know. You know, it you have works. fire in your chart when. Yeah. Oh, I same know. over here. And I'll know when it's cold. And let me tell you something right mm -hmm. the fuck now. I don't get cold energy from New Yorkers. 
No. I don't get cold energy from this city. Well, they love you. No. Like, well, people it's, here it's, see someone like you and they're like, it's this my home. is my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored by that. But it's my home, you know? Yeah. So, like, I've never felt that, like, condi- if I did, it was people who were not from here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, come on. Totally. You know, like, from some flyover state coming yeah. over here acting tough and not tough, <laughs> you know? But I've never felt that coldness from mm-hmm. New Yorkers because I feel like what our culture is is just, like, be you, be all in, be 10 out of 10, be loud, yes. over the top. Lean in. Lean the fuck in and yeah. let us know. But don't pretend, don't perform, don't you know fake it don't people please just be you and we'll celebrate it yes I love that and that feels warm to me totally it is do you what do you think about like as people lean into a spiritual practice or like way of life Uh in a situation where they might feel embarrassed to do so and be 100% and all in what do you think like people I I think a lot of people are curious and and feeling like I mean, we both know, like, the Google searches on astrology right now and, like, just how everyone is seeking. Uh, I don't know. Some people make it their whole life brand and great, and then other people are, I think, shy and feeling, like, a little bit, you know. Like, the nervousness maybe around coming out of the spiritual closet? Yeah. What do you think about that? I think, again, if, if your spirituality is predicated on how other people enroll or believe or interact with your material... Mm. I don't I wouldn't go that route I would just go hey look study it explore inquire see how that goes yeah because I like how they say in AA that it's about attraction not promotion yeah so if you're a part of it and studying something and excited about it even if it's weird or too metaphysical whatever Mm. the right people will notice you have something different yeah working with a different energy you're working with different theories and visions and they'll come to you and they'll ask and the receptive ones will you know right that's when they say when the teacher's ready the student appears when the student and vice versa so i totally get that but i also think that inherent in your question is like how do I convince the skeptic? How do I deal with that energy? How am I taken seriously? And I think you don't even need to, again, go into that territory. The domain you need to be concerned with is, does your life experience prove that your spiritual practices work? Mm. Because if it does, you're good. Then you you're got good. nothing to say or prove to anybody, and they'll see it. It yes. outs itself. Yes. When you walk in with spiritual integrity and spiritual groundedness, it is boom, Yeah. Right, like right there with you. And I think the average consumer of this information is also smart enough to know when people are just regurgitating the information and it's not yeah. in their bones yet. Mm-hmm. So I get it because I would I would agree that sometimes it's almost more vulnerable to admit a spiritual leaning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also believe that that's not that shouldn't stop you from being about it anyway. Yeah. Be about it. See how your walk life changes. Walk. walk the walk and let your experience do the talking. Mm-hmm. Let your ex- it it already is. I know. That's the funny thing is we all think we can hide secrets within ourselves. Like, it's like... Hello. This is something I'm learning as I get older. I'm like, what you do every day... This is so, so simple, but what you do every day is your life. Sorry, baby. It's really that simple. Like, that would be the name of my book. And what you do every day is your (laughs) life. life. Like... So no if chapters, all day you don't, I know cover. that's the whole thing. But if you, if all day you don't trust yourself because you keep letting yourself down because you can't keep your own word to your own self, mm. right? And I've been there a million Me times. Too. I am Me not here too. to judge. Nope. I've done it one million times. But once I started, like, even if it's like the smallest little thing, I'm like just doing one little thing that I say mm. I'm gonna do. Mm. It changes my vibe, and then I show up to dates, I show up to interviews, I show up to whatever with the vibe of somebody who says what they're gonna do, do, or gonna say. 
and you know things change things change and people recognize that right away like oh angelica just said so we, it's reasonable to assume it will be done this way yeah. and i don't know what chapter it is in the artist's way but yes. she provided a quote that basically said something along those lines mm-hmm. of like we start to do these little things we pay attention to the little things and then ultimately we realize in the investigation there is no such thing as a little thing yeah everything yeah adds up well i guess that one they say how you do anything is how you do everything yes yeah i know it's true even though you don't want it to be true south note is showing i love it i know i have such a boner i love it (laughs) i love it i love it Um, i love it okay here's something okay Okay. so as your business has evolved Uh what is becoming more evident to be true about people in other words what is everyone's problem oh my god right (laughs) hmm what to be really honest with you, I think that we are going through a tremendous crisis of faith. Mm. And I, I totally understand. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the state of the... All we need to do is reflect on, my God, the last 32 years of our lives. Yep. You know, and, and what we saw from 9-11 and, and onward. Mm-hmm. So I think that most people are just kind of looking at life going, what's the meaning? What is mm-hmm. happening? This crisis of faith. And uh, it breaks my heart. And mm-hmm. also... Speaking of it spiritually, because I know that we both studied these ideas, like in all the world's leading spiritual traditions and mythologies and even secular systems, it's like Jesus suffered on the cross. Mm -hmm. The Israelites were enslaved and were lost in the desert. Um, Buddha was numb and disengaged until he reached nirvana and enlightenment, right? Mm -hmm. Until the Israelites were delivered to the promised land, until Jesus was resurrected. So if you have a spiritual lens, you look at the suffering and go... Unfortunately, this is just the projection of the human experience, mm-hmm. and we can actively choose to invoke the miracle, the resurrection, the deliverance, the enlightenment, whatever, and holding a vision for that conversation for people who are in existential despair and crisis of faith is, is hard, and it's an honor, and because I've seen it work in my life and like your life yeah. and the lives of my friends and clients, I'm like, please lean on my faith. Because I have so much to go around, and I want it to work for you too. Yeah. So your part of your astrological purpose and doing readings is like when you see in someone that they're in existential crisis. Yeah. You just being embodied in your own faith is like your work. It's not just mm-hmm. astrology. It's also like the mm-hmm. way you do astrology. I guess is what I'm saying. I would hope only because yeah. I mean. The, the way that I could help others is, I think, really just telling people with a certain level of lived experience, mm. these metaphysical tools work. They have tremendous utility and efficacy. Yeah. I know it sounds banana pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. And also, it works. Let's talk about it, mm-hmm. you know? And I try to look at astrology and other metaphysical systems as just approaches in identity development and... Um, yeah, in just the highest level of self-actualization. Yeah. So it is. It's it's an honor and it's complicated, but it is it is so beautiful and um, I I absolutely love what I do. I know. I know. I, I know it. you do, and I feel like you paved your way just by being mm. true to yourself. Oh. But like, it's so funny too because when I imagine doing readings, like, cause so you know, Oprah she always says at the end of her uh, interviews, people say the same thing each yes, time, yes. which is, "How did I do?" How did I do? Even be, she mentioned Beyonce and Obama. Yeah, yeah Virgo. How did Leo. I do? Mm-hmm. Is there something? Oh yeah, Virgo Leo. That makes sense, <laughs> <laughs> right? Is there a commonality between all the different signs and all the different places mm. you do readings? Older people, younger people. I don't know. Like, is there anything that you notice that? These are great questions, P.S. Oh great. Okay. Venus <laughs> and Gemini. I love. 
love it. I love I'm it. I'm genuinely and Cat so Moon, curious. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck are you seeing? What are the patterns? I'm so, like, yeah. what's the data? Like, I, I'm data? so curious about that. I know. Well, you know, I think what 98% of people want mm. is somebody to explore their astrology almost through a narrative and biographical approach. Meaning, yeah. I have to tell the story of your chart back to you mm. so that me, this stranger, is somehow confirming your inner questions that lead uh, you yeah. to existential crisis and despair and yeah. wondering, right? So the fact that I am giving voice to what you have struggled to give voice to or haven't given voice to or felt nervous, whatever, gives people this realization of like, oh wow, so if this is true, then maybe I can have the permission to be myself. Mm. If, if I give anything in my readings, and I would hope that this is you know the highest thing I can give, yeah. it would be the permission slip to be what their astrology wants them to be, which is technically almost often who they want to be. Oh, I'm going to be really, yeah, you know, from one yeah. cat moon to another. Yeah. Do you want to be the person that holds people while they cry, or do you want to be the moonstruck snap the fuck out of it? <laughs> I want to be the moonstruck snap the fuck out of it. Me too. Hundred fucking percent. Right. True. And every cat moon who I read, I don't even go into my own anecdote. I'm just like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you permission to be the tough love friend. Yeah. I know you've been told you're too harsh. You probably do need to work on your delivery a little mm -hmm. bitch. All right? Yeah. You gotta try this, you gotta do that. But I want you to be the person to speak truth in those moments when they are emotionally self indulgent or taking themselves too seriously or not seriously yeah, enough. It's true. And be the medicine person. is always the opposite. I think it's an Ayurvedic um Medicine, as they say, like, so what you, it's it's like, and I see it in astrology all the time, honestly, is like when someone overindulges one aspect of their sign, mm, that's really the, the medicine is to just get a little bit into the opposite. A you polarity know? therapy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like very simple science, isn't it? Yeah, but, and, and, and I didn't even think of it scientifically, but I also think that it's what we don't even realize we're doing. Like, I've noticed that when I get very much in the Gemini quality, mm. all of a sudden I'll have this, like, Sagittarius discovery of, like, girl, you need to leave New York and just live out of oh, a suitcase yeah. for nine months. Zoom out. Zoom out. Yeah. yeah, you've been on the dance floor. Go to the balcony and look at everyone dancing. Yes, go under the moon. Yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And, like, and, and I didn't even realize that, but I also think that's that's the beauty of polarities in astrology. We are recording this under, like, some heavy Libra transits, but it's true. When yeah. we are too focused on one quality of the balance or you know the continuum of the binary the polarity etc yeah the best thing you can do is just move towards the opposite and reach integration complementarity yeah i completely yeah. agree i know it and it must be really fun when people are sitting there with these questions and you understand like oh she's really leaning in i love it yeah like she's leaning into this it. virgo thing or she needs to lean more into it because what yes. i realized too in my time in um therapy understanding like what you say you don't want is sometimes exactly what you want. So you can say, like, I really don't want to be a bitch. I really don't want to be a bitch. Oh, right, like, right, right. Well. But you do. If you walked in there and you and you acted what you call a bitch, what you call someone a bitch to be, but really if you said, like, this is what I need and how I need it, weirdly there are people that will rise to that occasion and hang oh with you and be like, oh my God, I love it when she just says what she wants because then I then I uh, have such a good time with her. No, I'm just so glad you brought that up because we could spend seven hours talking about this point alone uh -huh. because I think what I believe I could do as an astrologer is provide people with that kind of permission slip for self-acceptance, yeah. which is the best foundation for meaningful relationships because 
your capacity to meaningfully belong with other people can never outweigh your most accurate indicator of self-acceptance. Mm. So if other people feel self-accepted to be their whole astrology, yeah. that is exactly what is the foundation they need to meaningfully connect with other people. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. If you want to be that bitch, people will love you for being that bitch. Absolutely. I and love if you, you for being that bitch. And if you repress that you have the desire. They'll, they'll smell it. I know. And then also, you, it comes out sideways. I mean, we've all worked with people. Like in food service job, you work with someone who doesn't embody that they want to be... Uh, in charge in some way, right. and then they're like, a, a, you're both servers, but they're like bossing you around and being toxic towards you. That's like, I mean, this kind of thing point. has happened to me so many times where I'm like, now I I have so many anecdotes in my mind and references where I'm just like, okay, this is like a, a repressed artist. Now we have oh, a repressed wow. financial person. This is a, no offense, whoever's out there, but like, we got a broke Capricorn over here who's not working. That person's gonna be mean. <laughs> oh my god. You know god. what I mean? Oh if we have a god. Leo who has no stage at all whatsoever in any capacity, your stage could be your kitchen. Yeah, right. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but if you have no stage at all, you're gonna be a nightmare. Wait, so I don't wanna flip the script. Yeah. But I'm gonna flip the script, Venus and Gemini style. Okay. okay. So because you have a Mars and Aries, I feel like you can speak on this more. It actually does not even cross my mind that sometimes people say the very thing they don't want to be is what they want to be. Mm. Can you just speak more on that? Yeah. I remember a therapist teaching me this, that okay. basically when we say, I really don't want, I really would hate if this happened, there is a part of us dwelling on it that, that does desire it. And if it was able to embody that aspect, could kind of let it go. So if you live your whole life fearing, for instance, I'm gonna, you're a guy, I'm gonna be attracted to men, I'm gonna be attracted to men at some point, I'm terrified of this, right? And you live your whole life scared of it. Fuck around with it a little, play with it a little. Your, your subconscious is dwelling on it because it's like, wow. it's interested a little bit. There's, and I think, this is a leap, but you'll, you'll get this it. This is a leap. In reality TV, when you watch two people punching each other, going crazy, world star, everybody's watching these videos, people going off on each other, there's something in you that's like, I wonder what that would feel like. To fight so this somebody. is, yeah, this yeah, is what I'm, I'm talking wondering. about. Like, <laughs> curiosity, your subconscious is like, hmm, I'm gonna just express it as a, I don't want it. But really, if you're dwelling on it so much, uh, Shakespeare, thou dost protest too, too much. much. Right. So the best homophobe makes the best homosexual kind of thing. Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> so old school, but it's true. It is. I mean, and honestly, I'm sorry, everyone, but look at the history of the situation, like yeah. the you know Catholic Church and stuff yes, like that. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah. and you know, I I grew up in the Catholic world with Me like too. a lot of repress, repressed sexuality and a lot of like, don't do this, don't do that, and so then. You know, as I get older now, I'm just like, I'm going to do it all. I don't even know if what I'm going to I'm going to never define a thing again just so mm. that I can feel almost I can laugh at myself about yeah. it, to be honest. That's and we talked about the power of laughter. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. laugh at how uh, free I'm always needing to be. Like, I'll mm. meet a guy who wants to, like, date. And I was just so you know, I'm really free. Like, I, I just can't be tied down. And I'm right. like, no one's asking you. No one's putting you in a cage. Right. So but it's just the subconscious of the past mm. or or like the the um you know i do want to be with somebody in that way you know mm. monogamous at some point but mm. then of course there's a part of me that's like i don't no. want it i don't want it no. right right so right. i guess kind of like freeing up or having a sense of humor about the idea of wanting the opposite of what you say you want yeah it's no freeing. that's it's freeing but it like wow that really levels me i'm gonna be honest with you mm -hmm. it really does only because it makes me think of like how do we believe people out there know if you think they really mean yes 
That's like I, I'm. That's yeah. got to be one of the biggest tragedies of a, for a human being. Oh yeah. I like. I cannot even wrap my head around that. That. Holy shit! I don't I, even have a strong Mars placement. But yeah. I'm just like, well, I do think what? if someone says no when they're being asked a question, that's one thing. Like, um, and of course, like if someone's saying no, don't touch me. Obviously, right, that's right, a no, right? right? right. But if someone is like going on and on about how they would never ever want to live in Florida, Florida's for tacky people, Florida is this and that and the other thing. It's like, why are you so obsessed with Florida? Okay, okay, okay. This is what I mean. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I knew you weren't dancing in that territory. It's just because there are some times like sexually when like my Taurus boy is like ready for Mm -hmm. game on and I'm like, no. But I kind of mean like, win me over a little bit. Oh. Because you know Taurus. They're like, they don't got 15 seconds for the startup. They want now. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, if I was like a, a research scientist in the porn world, just looking mm-hmm. at like what people search for and looking at like, because a lot of people get off to people saying like, no, I don't want to do this. I mean, that is a real thing. Highly Holy searched. Holy shit. That. And then also we all know the most search is stepmom. And I don't even what? know. What? That's number one is stepmom. What does that even signify? I, I'm curious about this too. Oh I've thought boy. about it a lot. Oh boy, oh boy. But no, it, it because it, I'm thinking about how old It's a big no, it's a taboo. Okay. How people betray themselves by betraying their desires. Yeah. And I, I guess, what are they so scared of? Getting it? Losing it? If and then what? And then what? And then okay. what? You know? Okay. You're right. How do I sustain this? How do I? Yeah. Wow. And my sister, she's so smart. And I was telling you, she's in this master's program for gender, sexuality, and women's studies. Love it. Where? What school? At Rutgers. Yay. Okay, Jersey. And she taught me that, basically, um, when the indigenous communities were here on this stolen land before it it was colonized with the, like, Christian agenda. Right. There was an abundance mindset that was naturally mm. here, and the Christian agenda is very much scarcity mindset scarcity, because we're born shame, into guilt, yeah, punishment. born into sin. So I do think that there's this like harping on what I'm never gonna get and I'm never gonna have and it's never gonna work. And I think it's just like a honestly like a loop mm, and a colonizing mindset. Yeah, I read this book called The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist this summer. Oh. Completely changed. It was the law of divine compensation which started and mm-hmm. then. Lynn twists the soul of money, which touches on what your sister just said, is that, yes, in indigenous spaces, they exist within a context of sufficiency. There is more than enough to go around. So you could want and be grateful for and that but that's not appetite adrenaline and mm. scarcity it's a yeah. big difference yeah and people make money off of our scarcity mindset yes they let's do. be real about that yes they do like if you never have enough you have to keep up with everyone else and you have to stay at this job and you have to be here from nine to five and then to get medicine you have to have health care you have to work here like the whole system is set up on scarcity this is what my so sister true. was telling me and i was like oh my god it's not like I didn't think that, but when somebody like really like hands it to you, it you you're just it. like, oh yeah, you're so right. And the Scorpio, no less, right? Yeah. Come on. And the Scorpios are great talking about desire and polarity as far as like, you know. Yes, they what's are. What's right and what's wrong. Yes, they are. You know? And they kind of look at a lot of desires as like, not even from that lens of like what's right or what's wrong, but it's like, just be honest with me and tell me what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. May not give it to you, but I just need to know, please don't pull any punches. Yeah. Just give it to me straight up, no chaser. Yeah. Um, and there is, over the next year and a half, 
we're going to have those eclipses on the Taurus Scorpio axis. So it actually is kind of on what you were talking about related to the sufficiency of certain cultures and how a sufficiency mindset, i.e. Taurus, mm. helps us feel grateful for and appreciate and steward what we already have while gratefully reaching for more, right? I or love something that. different. Sufficiency, it's like the opposite of abundance. Yeah. And also, how do we engage confidently with the unknown from a place of trust and security? That's Scorpio. I love that. I also realized that just felt so true to me because I don't, I I don't believe that every person has to want to be a millionaire. Mm. For example, right, like right, it's just right, not right. necessary for mm. me personally to be a multimillionaire. I, I'm cool with like enough to be happy. There we go. Take care of my kids someday. Die laughing. Go where <laughs> I want to go. Not have to worry about money. I took a finance class during COVID and it really helped me. And my teacher asked first question: Why do you want money? Wow. So no one asked that. Wow. What a question. I what know. Did, can I ask what you answer? Yeah, so we talked about values. And of course, you know. And I was just like, so well, I want to be able to not, first of all, everybody was like agreeing with this. I just want enough money to not think about money. Wow, that's perfect. I mean, that's number one. That's so perfect. Right? Like, I don't huh. want to have to, I think if you have too much money, you might be thinking about money a lot, you know? Because you have to maintain the lifestyle. That's exactly true. I, in the soul of money, uh-huh. Lynn was talking about something called, and I eye rolled at it when I heard it. So <laughs> if you need to eye roll and let it out, you can. But she called it the wealth wound. Mm. And that when people have tremendous excessive wealth and are living through like excessive resources, they are psychologically, emotionally, deeply wounded. Yeah, there's I mean, a hoarding there's a, oh my god what will happen if and like yeah. I was just reading about all these stories about what wealth did to almost derange a family oh, and yeah. I wanted to eye roll and be like oh okay this yeah. is so hard <laughs> right but I was like oh, I mean it's really unnatural to, to have a ton think about that right so you have a huge mansion okay so you don't can't see anyone mm. you have you know your community mm. is like you allow them into like I found that in LA um the mansion vibes were like you know, certain areas. The houses are really high up, and there's a gate. Oh right, right, right. You know, it's like we're gonna separate. We're gonna disconnect ourselves. Yeah, Money it's pretty unnatural. From you. you know, so it's like this desire mm. that they they give you to like make all this money and be and then you don't have to see anyone but like how lonely Ooh, you know it's true it's true and it's also true. I mean, my mom and i laugh about this in jersey there's like certain mansions during covid we would go for rides and i was like mom like this house like if you loved your husband and your kids this would be a nice situation but imagine if you didn't like <laughs> you're in the middle of fucking nowhere, nowhere. Who are you gonna talk you're to? in a mansion right where, are you, I mean, where are you going i <laughs> mean nowhere who are you gonna bitch to i know who are you gonna mm-hmm. hang with and nobody so really i think that sweet spot of understanding yeah. why you want abundance and mm. I don't know being honest with yourself like what would you do with so much money that was coming out of the ass and you don't know who likes you who likes you yeah. for what yeah that's you, a great question you're always taking care of uh, the bill mm. I don't know then you might wonder why is everybody chilling with you right and I think I'm gonna keep sitting with the why do I want money that's fucking phenomenal and we should be asking that on November 19th for the lunar eclipse in oh. Taurus and so what's happening first. on the 19th? Well, it is an energetic portal. No, it uh, is, yeah. but it's a, it's an eclipse that <laughs> seeks to, I love to make fun I of know. our words. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because so I just good. I just have to eye roll sometimes. Mm-hmm. That leads you to, to ascension. Right. Like, right. don't work with eclipses. Let them work with you. I what? Um, but girl, let me lie. You can kind of say anything at this point. You I can! Mean, that was that meme, the video I did about the meme. Wait. What was the last one? Um, with Flourish. <laughs> That with the right font was 
hysterical. Thank you for reminding me. Oh my god. But I'm sorry, you were no, gonna say something. No, that is with the right font, you can convince people to do absolutely anything. Yeah. With like a pretty little like sky background. Yeah. I'll do it. I know. Oh, I'll do it. I'll sign me up. <laughs> but okay, so on the 19th. Sorry. Yeah. Wait. There is a lunar eclipse in Taurus. Okay. And we haven't had eclipses on the Taurus Scorpio axis since 2012 to 2014. That was the last time we had them. Okay. It was when the North Node was in Scorpio and the South Node was in Taurus. So now we are about nine, ten years later, and the nodes have returned to Taurus Scorpio. So we should think back to what themes were emerging in our lives around that time from mm. 2012 to 2014 and know that it will continue, especially around Taurus Scorpio uh, concepts like sufficiency, security, pleasure, embodiment, mm. intimacy, transformation, shame, resilience, and all the things that Scorpio takes a stand for, wow. trust especially. Yeah. How we engage with trust because back to one of the points that we made earlier around the crisis of faith, mm. I think that trust is self-trust relational trust and a sense of divine trust yeah like trust that the creator god by whatever language you use to understand these concepts yeah. do we trust that if we have faith with it and it works through us it will take care of us yeah you know i like to think with like nature like mm. it does what it does without us right it does, that's and it's right. healing itself it's generating over and over that's right the ocean is doing its thing right now, oh. and we don't have to do anything. No. So oh, we're yes. part of that. We I mean, this is my cancer stuff. Like, I Actually, really have deep, deep cancer. Like, I'm hearing Taurus. Oh yeah. Yeah, because Taurus does sort of say, "How would our civilization look if we operationalized it with the laws of the natural world?" Oh, I. I mean. Isn't that everything? Everything. I mean. But and why is Taurus the second sign? Because it's like we got to get this. After we have Aries yeah, ruled life. Poor, poor Aries coming in crazy. Crazy. Coming like no, I love. Yeah, like, oh I know. my God. You I mean, you know, a, I you love have Aries. An Aries story. Yeah. I do. I mean, I have so many Aries exes. I, Ari, I, I mean, listen, I'm Aries. I'm surprised they were you. They even said you can call me your boyfriend. <laughs> like, I, an Aries ex? What? Wait, that, what a trophy. Oh, but I'm a Leo with the Aries is so much fun. When oh. it's aligned, coming into a restaurant together, just oh. dying. No, so, I... So happy. I love Aries bitches. I love... I, Aries men, when... So this is the thing, is they're rude, Aries. though. And that's the problem with the Leo is because she goes... Why are you not being nice? You are so, so rude. Mean. He's like, what? Like they don't even know they're mean, no. Aries. Though they're no. they're 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 the first sign of the zodiac, the children. Yes, okay? breaths. They come on in. Yeah, but they're fun. They oh are God. a blast. Now you'll never hear me talk shit about Aries. I love them. And you know what? I I try to make this um a bit of a narrative only because I think people connect to stories more mm. than they almost do with theory. But I realized that the the population of people who I came out to the most were all Aries women. Oh, yeah. yeah Lady was, Gaga. Lady Gaga, yeah, right, right. Carrie yeah. Aretha Franklin, Diana yeah. Ross. But when I was in middle school, and no, I was in high school, and I was coming out, mm. everyone who I spoke to first was Aries women. Who this were makes like, sense. We knew, we understand, and if anybody messes with you, let us the fuck know. Okay, like, when you just said Aries. that, it literally actually turns me on. Right. Because that's exactly... <laughs> That's all. What you just said is what I need from a man. Oh, someone right. say, I get you. I see you. And if anybody fucks with, with you, you, it's I the got last you. thing they're ever going to do. That's all I need. I love it. And then I'll, I blossom open like a flower. <laughs> this is the thing that men need to understand about women or whatever. Like, if all you're dating us. a feminine energy, right. whatever. 
If you make that person feel comfortable oh, and safe, they will open up like a flower. Like that's a all you flower. need. Flower. And then that's it. Yep. But if you make that person feel unsafe, can't can't trust you, doesn't know mm. when you're around, da da da. Like no. this is something that I'm noticing a lot in dating. It's just like I don't need you to like be down on bend the knee date one, please. No, like it's no, not no, what I'm asking no, no. for. I'm just talking about not being uh uh I, I the energy of hey, um, Safety is available somewhere within me. Or I don't have any safety to give you because I don't have it in myself. Those are the two things I say. Okay, so what would it look like for a person to communicate safety? Would it look like... I like it in the Aries fashion, but I think there's all different ways to do it. But it's sort of the the way Mm -hmm. in the best embodied Aries that I've had that Mm -hmm. experience with is like... I will kill somebody if they fuck with my girlfriend. Like, that works for me, okay? Oh, totally, me too. <laughs> that works for me. Because, like, you grew up with The Sopranos, and I grew yeah. up with growing up Gotti. Yes, So, yes, like, yeah. the Gotti boys, like, that's yeah. my energy, and, mm-hmm. like, I want my man to walk in and be like, if they ever, ever. yeah, like, that's what I want. That's, and you only need it, like, I only need that once, yeah, and then I'm know. good. Yeah, But if I'm like, is, is this person... You know, when I was younger, I was like, is this person not going to take care of me or not good enough? But then as I've gotten older and matured, I'm more like, is this person going to be the source of my unsafety or the Ooh. source of my safety? Does that Ooh. make sense? Oh, yes, 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 yes. But of course, I'm learning like what people don't, pos- and you've talked about this so much on your Instagram, but like what people don't possess, they can't give you. Right? I do think that. So can you give an example? Because if someone doesn't have safety inside themselves. Can they give it? They can't. There's the African proverb, yeah, beware the naked person offering you a shirt. Oh my God, I love that. You yeah. Know? But but it, I don't think that's true with self-love. Okay, go on. I always just like to be provocative here mm-hmm. and say that, like, I agree with you around, like, security. Because how do we even know that in a personally and relationally if you're struggling with that internally? Mm. But I believe that self-love is a function of being loved and loving towards other people. I agree. And, in fact, I'll, I'll say, when someone says you can't attract love in your life Unless until you, you love, love yourself, yourself, I don't agree. Uh, yeah, neither do clinicians. So. <laughs> but continue. No, I, I just... But I like that. No, continue, continue. I the reason I don't agree with that is because since the beginning of time, people have been falling in love, not knowing about what this concept of self-love no. is. 14 books, stand on your head, meditate all day long, do whatever you want. Right. That doesn't bring love or stop love no, from coming no, to you. Love doesn't. is a glance. Love is a moment. You could be a freaking shop right and you go... That's the one. It's been happening since the beginning of time. time so right. now everyone's trying to like, kind of like we, yeah, like make it into this like structure and like a pamphlet that you buy and like a book and a workshop yeah. and respect everyone doing all this stuff. But at the same time, like this doesn't bring love. Love is, oh my God, I sound like a true Pisces. Uh, North, like, no, 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 but ahead. love is everywhere. It really is. No, it really is. And it's timing. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to stop it or bring it. Well, you can mismanage it. That's you correct. You can fuck it up. And, and not have a readiness level. One of my favorite authors on these topics, Brian Weiss, Many Lives, Many Masters, oh, yeah. Scorpio. Mm-hmm, I read that. Of course. Uh, he wrote in Miracles Happen that we do not get to choose when we meet like a soulmate figure or mm. a significant person in our life. We are responsible for our readiness level when they get here. Mm. Yeah. Isn't it? So there's no such thing as bad timing. That's what's yeah. inherent in that statement. There's no such thing as bad timing. No. Which I love because I think many people do sort of get caught up in the, I was already, I'm unprepared, blah, blah, blah. And there, you might have been. Yeah. You know, sometimes we do get there late. I'm one of those people. I'm a slow learner, but once mm. I learn it, I don't make the same mistake twice. Same. Capricorn Moon. I yeah, know, it takes me time. Time. 
But then once we get it, psh, yeah, never are we going to no. do that shit over again. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think people can learn self-love, romantic love, and find it in all these different places. And then that's what optimizes their readiness level for romantic and intimate relating because they're so overflowing and so excited to give mm. that they actually are a person who's like, oh, honey, I'll feed you. Yeah. I haven't been starving myself all day. Right. So I have plenty to go around. That's the sweet spot. Yeah, baby. That is. But it's like... <laughs> I've been following what's been warm all day long, that. so I'm high. <laughs> I would use that metaphor, follow the warmth. Yeah, follow the warmth. And uh, then you're, yeah, you're toasty. Yes. You know? Yes, yes, yes. But the funny thing is it doesn't always look like what, when you really do follow where it's warm, things just don't look how you thought they would. Oh, same Because the that. people who are being warm to you might not be the ones that you thought you wanted mm, to give you the key to say, you go to this door and this door now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like fucking Virgos. That's my relationship with them. <laughs> what do you mean? I didn't always know. Like, I, uh -huh. I just knew I had to learn from them. Oh, the self yeah. note, I, I knew I had to learn yeah. from them. And then just really ever since Jupiter was in Virgo, 2014 to mm. 2015, my whole life has changed because of the Virgo friendships that I've had. Wow. Yeah, and uh, they were just always gently, compassionately, almost non-verbally pointing the way. And it didn't look the way that I thought, but they yeah. were always always pointing the way and they're always warmth. right that's the thing about Virgo I know they are they are they are wait was your grandma Virgo yeah mine too I agree Is, uh, <laughs> we're yes. so similar grandma <laughs> what did she say that was right to you um what was a is she good still one? With us? No, she passed away. How about your grandma? Uh, we, she is. We okay. just had her 80th. I saw that post. Oh, it was so. It so was everyone wild. surprised her. Yeah. So real quick. Oh my, my God. grandmother, double Virgo, Virgo rising, Virgo moon, Taurus, uh, Virgo moon, Virgo sun, Taurus rising. Oh my God. Um, she kept saying, "I'd be nice if everybody came, but I understand it's COVID." Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then we brought her to my godparents' house, and we like pretended the surprise was like the decorations and all of that, oh. and like. I had a photographer just take like quick family pictures and then my brother put on a song to signal to my relatives who were in the house to start walking out. Is it and, on video? This yeah. Whole thing? Okay. And one by one, they all oh walked out God. to songs that connect to her, to like them and my grandmother. Who thought of this? My brother and my Taurus moon godfather. So there was a Taurus energy. Yeah, with the music. Uh, yeah. And my Leo Rass was like, we need a photographer. <laughs> We gotta document this. <laughs> yeah. Right, and I was, I was bossing everybody oh around. God. Like, come out, move. Blah, blah, blah. But my it. grandmother unraveled her Virgo ass, the stoic earth queen. Oh, yeah. She unraveled. Oh, and it was really beautiful. And to just have those moments of like, we're here, we love you, and we support you. I just think she I love needed that. it real bad. Yeah. Everybody does. They do. But especially that Virgo, uh, yeah. I do think. Because they're always right. Yeah, and that's lonely. And they alien, I, I, <laughs> I mean, that say. sounds a little boring to me. I love being wrong. Because <laughs> like, you get to be with other people. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes when you're wrong, you can like be in the peanut gallery being wrong together. That is and true. And the poor Virgo is like always virginal by itself, doing everything right. I mean, it sounds so boring. Well, and I know. Sorry. No, it's true. Because I actually thought it was... The fact that, speaking of Aries energy, she has the natal Mars retrograde in Aries. Because mm. uh, 1941, Mars was retrograde in Aries. And 40 years later, it was retrograde in Aries again. So it's boom, boom, boom. And then in 2020, mm. it was retrograde again. But my grandmother has always been a person who, 30, 40 years ahead of her time, was like, this is ridiculous. We need to do it this way. She's like, yeah. That was in your post. Like, she yeah. picked up and moved by herself. Yes. Right? You said, I, yeah. And my favorite in example of that is... 
even as she was, you know, a Roman Catholic Italian American woman from Brooklyn, New York, she was going to anti-war protests with a sign that said "Bombing for Peace" is like fucking for virginity. <laughs> I love that. I relate Grandma, to that. Grandma. I love that. Big Virgo energy, but also. Yeah. You know, you don't do that. Who are you? The Catholic Church mm. says we support the people. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And even in the 90s, she was telling me that she would give out these pamphlets to parents of gay children that were written by like progressive Catholics. And wow. it's like, always our children. That's and right. she had to do it under the table yeah. because it's a sin. Who are you? Blah, blah, blah. You have to condemn the sin. But she was always just like, oh, shut up. You know, wow. and I'm just, and I thought that was why, not she felt lonely, but. There is something lonely about being the first. Yeah. And there is something lonely about telling the truth and saying, honey, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. But having everybody come out and just, yes. like, celebrate her, I mean, she'll be good to go for the rest of her life. I mean, I, I, that, that's, <laughs> it looked like I was like, this is the most, this is making a memory for every person here. It, was, it like, was beautiful. Oh, my God. It was really beautiful. And then just watching my family imperfectly but attempt yeah, to self organize and self correct this themselves in a way to like plan this thing mm. in service to my grandma. Yeah. Who never saw any of it coming. Yeah. She really did it. And she, her her eyesight is a little funky, so it was funny oh. that she recognized people when they came out of that she would just freak out oh in these random God. moments when she so caught on. Cute. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was I really love beautiful. that. Virgo grandmas though. We I know we them. both had that. Yeah. And, and was she, was your Virgo grandma kind of always knowing what would happen around the corner? Yeah. How'd she communicate it? Well, I would say. Because we both through, have Italian Virgo yeah, grandmas. Yeah, very which specific. Is aggressive. She, yes, very. <laughs> she knew. I mean, Italians are very superstitious. That's something that I'm personally mm. kind of trying to undo. Okay. Because, well, Italians say everybody's jealous of you. Just so you know, everybody's jealous of you. Oh! Ah, that's so Stop. funny. I, I mean, they're like, um, you're. Mr. Biatini, your math teacher, he's jealous. Of Biatini? I'm like, he's not jealous of me. Like, I just can't do, I, I don't know how to do math. You have a C because he's jealous of you. And my so mom bad. said to me, she goes, she didn't pass you the ball in basketball because her mother's jealous of me. So if it's not you, <laughs> it's, the it's them. It's the mother. Fucking mother. It's so funny. Yo, Jealousy is, is the thing that. Suspicion to yeah, very suspicion. Italian. Yeah. Don't tell anybody your good news. No. Don't, don't, this, that. And so, so I'm kind of like your grandma in the way of sort of undoing. Okay. I mean, even just living here. And you and I have this in common so because aren't you trailblazing in your family in, in many ways? Like entrepreneur, I am probably yeah. I'm the only one who's self-employed in my entire extended family. That is true. I never yeah. even thought about that. I remember one time we were t you I, or I was one of you talking with someone on one of your lives. But are you f the first one? Did your parents go to college? No. So mine didn't either. No. And I connected to you on that That's because right. I was like, right, yeah. Like there is there's this like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna yeah. go, I'm gonna leave the house, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna try it my own way mm -hmm. and yeah I've really related to you on that and that's the kind of thing that's really cool to mention and talk about because people don't always assume that or know it I mean mm -hmm. I never really I talk with people like you know um yeah my parents you know sometimes you're like my, someone's like my mom's a doctor and I'm like that's great you know fabulous but like this is just not the experience I grew up in right and I want to talk about mine too because um there's all different ways to grow up yes there and then are. there's like um blind spots in both of those experiences yes there are but being the first to go and learn some new things in New York both went to the new school That's right. trying things I know, it's so crazy. funny I know parallel lives I know mm -hmm. but like trying things our own way and learning mm -hmm. them 
don't know. It's um, it it's an honor, and it can be an alienating. In yeah, a but way. it does yeah. feel like an honor. And then I think the the hope is that when you are doing that in your family, mm. that you are met with faith and encouragement. I was. Were you? I was. Yeah, I'm that's very lucky. We are very really lucky. lucky. Yeah. Because I think that what. There maybe there is something like sort of beautiful about the parents who never did those things because they're just like, look, I don't know, but you know, so let yeah. me support you. Yeah, that has your dad with astrology. You told me he was yes. like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he really was like not suspicious or unsure. He was just like, you have a rap sheet that shows when you go out there and do something, you fucking do it. Mm -hmm. So I have no clue what you're doing. Right. But I'm gonna be down with you. Yeah. You know, yep. and he really did, and so did my mother. And there were just a few moments of like, "Are you sure you don't want to get like a nine to five? Because like unemployment's gonna waste." Like you yeah. know, they, they would just get nervous yeah. about that. Oh yeah, mine too. Of yeah. course. Yeah. And they gotta ask. That's loving. Yeah. Right, because they're just like, okay, let's just talk about the whole picture here. Yeah. You know, but they saw really quickly how, uh, I guess you could say, how fast the the worldly success happened, mm -hmm. and they were just like, "God damn, okay, we yeah. will shut our mouths and I let love you that. do the damn thing." Yeah, and your secret sauce, if you're willing to share, is truly a course in miracles. It would probably be a twofold approach between Brene Brown's mm. whole literature and the survey of her literature. And, and I don't just like talk about vulnerability, you know, like, no, I have read every single one of her books and like uh, study them yeah. extensively. I don't cherry pick and then co opt, you know, mm. I'm going to be authentic and be an authentic, like, fucking bigot idiot anti-vax oh, yeah. fucking yeah, you know, yeah. bullshit. No, I have Brene Brown's material lives in my bones. Wow. Yeah, So it you're really a true does. student of Brene Brown. Wow. Since 2011. Wow. Wow. That was when I love my friend work. sent that. To, that was when my friend sent me her vulnerability TED talk yeah. that she gave just a year after. She Because she gave it in 2010. I watched in 2011. Go ahead. I just love how she talks about the vulnerability hangover after the TED talk. That's that was that that's was some when real I was like, shit. yeah, that's when I was like, she's different than other people, right? Because <laughs> right, a lot of people will go it. to therapy after that and be like, I feel a little awkward after doing that, but I would never tell anyone publicly. But she Owned doubled it. down. That's right. And then she creates a new uh, portal of information. <laughs> portal. Yeah, she does, she's like, actually, I'm going to talk about what happened even after, when I did. Wow, right? Because self sabotage is so real, and she talks about that too. 100%. I mean, yeah, the gifts of imperfection. I, I mean, like that book a lot. Oh my god, the t I just revisited the ten guy post because she came out with a revised edition. Oh, yeah, she's and, like, I got some changes. Right, I know, just made a little something. <laughs> but isn't that beautiful that yeah. like information grows? Yeah, you know, like, and she demonstrates that. And, yeah. Uh, like, because I get not nervous, but sometimes, like, I wonder, you know, because there is something about ast astrologers where they, they do want to be taken seriously, so sometimes mm -hmm. it can come across as, like, really elevated and ivory tower and academic, and I'm dancing to Britney Spears with a three-clone version. Like, I and I wonder, that. and I wonder, <laughs> like, will I be le taken less seriously because mm -hmm. of this? And then I open up the gifts of imperfections, and it says, letting go of the need for certainty and embracing laughter, song, and dance. I mean, so if I'm not putting that in my work, if yeah. I'm not honoring it and discussing it, am I living a wholehearted life? No. Right? So yeah. it really was a mixture of Brene and A Course in Miracles. If That's I didn't have the gifts combo. of imperfections, yeah. I would not be working today because I was met with significant online criticism as soon as my career started. I and did almost not know once that. a year, it would be something. Oh, like a, a, sh uh, a 
takedown vibe yeah, or, oh, yeah. oh wow and just like like I don't know where it came from mm. you know I'm not saying everything there was no merit to anything it's like, there was one that happened in February just before the world ended thank mm. god because then it just got lost in the <laughs> in sphere right, something more important happened yeah right what happened right <laughs> March um, no so I just I critiqued a system that I had absolutely no basis of understanding but I was just like really triggered by what people were telling me and okay. so I went after an entire school of astrological thought that's like well respected and whatever okay. and oh my it was like my friend who's an Aquarius she was like why are you Kim Kardashian dropping a sex tape like what are you doing <laughs> are you gonna get so much trouble but she, that's oh basically what she compared it to and uh, it was wild but I knew what it meant to take in feedback because I my critique was completely misinformed okay. you know the yeah. intention was, was there um, but if I did not have Brene Brown walking me through how to embed learning from mistakes, how to properly own them, acknowledge harm doing, you know, then I would not be working today. There's Absolutely. no question in my mind. So that that's that's so unique to have her as like a reference point. I mean, I know a lot of people live for her, but, but do I they, think because then I'm like, yeah, what'd you read? Right. What'd you read? Yeah. Oh, you just saw the TED talk and you think you're a student? No, yeah. you had a crumb. Right. Go to the all you can eat buffet and come back to me when you're full. Yeah. Because they do, they co op the vulnerability thing. Like, this guy makes fun mm. of influencers and I die. It's fucking hysterical, okay? And he has this filter and, like, comes out of the shower and he's like, hey, guys, like, I just wanted to hop on here with you and just, like, have a vulnerable moment with oh you God, and I'm just trying to be that. vulnerable. He just got out of a shower. Yeah, it's, like, with abs. Like, yeah, like, right. No, That's yeah. vulnerability. I find that really fucking annoying, actually. That's what I mean. Yeah, I love that take... he's talking about that. Oh, I'll send you his I stuff. He is hysterical. And he's Aquarius. But no, people, I think, call up a lot of the things that you say. I agree like, with that. I'm just, I'm just really vulnerable right now. Yeah. And like the authenticity phase. So, no, I live uh -huh. from her material. I also love how she talks about like basically being uncool and like oh, just like, you know, she's very self aware of that whole experience. Like, I'm a soccer mom, like, uh, lock and load them, I yeah, think yeah, she yeah, says. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just yeah, like, so that's Texan. my theory. And. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to be cool. You're not going to be a cool person if you're, like, committed to opening up mm. in a way that's genuine and not, like, for the likes, you know? Because people, including myself in the past, I'm going to include myself in this, there was, like, certain eras of vulnerability and being open and, and growing that were, like, you would post about it more than people, mm. I think. Some people might still do now, but I, I changed in the way of, like, trying to understand like what is my intention behind sharing something like that's this right. that's right that's just something that i find really interesting that i grew learned grew up from her i grew uh yeah reading gifts of imperfection taught me mm. that there's like almost like a trapdoor under vulnerability where you're getting praise Ooh. for being vulnerable i don't think Ooh, she said yeah. it like that but no, like that right. like pray like it's different yeah, that's a good If you're point. getting a lot of applause for your vulnerability. Yes, yes. And you know who I'm thinking about a lot and I'm like, oh my God, this would be the chance to talk about it. Have you caught or watched anything with Monica Lewinsky recently? No. Oh my God, She's Angelica. really walking through her. Angelica. Okay, well, first of all, she's a Leo, so is Bill Clinton. But no, long story short, I am so moved by Monica's courage how mm. she's applying purpose to her past how i have never seen anything like it like i'm like we need to protect monica at all costs okay because she's a treasure she i, I she really is now and the way she's so smart mm. and self-aware and really studied i think in 
power dynamics and gender complications mm. in relational studies. And that's why she produced American uh, Crime Story Impeachment. She has a documentary coming out today called 15 Minutes of Shame. Oh. She has a TED Talk called Click with Compassion. She says, I was patient zero of public humiliation on the internet. Oh my God, I have chills in my arm. She's amazing. Oh no, my God, I like. I, didn't I have think to. Of that. She is the first. She is, and her name is you. Is almost heartbreakingly and egregiously oh ubiquitously God. connected to shame. And now, twenty years, and, and are we all looking from this? She was the to, victim, obviously. So it's despicable. She doesn't identify as such. Okay. She's, she's like dances on that word, but I know what you mean. You're okay. right. I just because, mean age wise. But then, when she because she was twenty one, just out of college, so she says that that like. President Clinton had some significant, you know, wrongdoing. I mean, he was but she powerful. also acknowledged that, like, I was, she's like, it was consensual. Okay. So she actually critiques the feminist conversation because it's like she was either accused of, of being a slut mm. or having no agency. She's like, I had the agency and I'm not a slut. So what do feminists have to say? Exactly. Complex, yeah. So then what? And this was, my God, third wave feminism. So we didn't Beyond, even get into, yeah. you know, what slut shaming meant. This is pre Me Too, you know, pre Time's Up. No, so she as a figure, I think is Leo Courage in Action, where she's like, I'm going to go straight to the story that caused me heartbreak throughout my vast majority of my 20s and 30s, oh, reclaim yeah. it. I'm a producer on this story. I got a viral TED Talk. She's amazing. She's Monica. amazing. No, I love her. Oh God, I'm going to watch it all. live for Miss Lewinsky. So and she, we should do, if you work. want, mm -hmm. we should do a live mm -hmm. on my Instagram because I'm like, who the fuck can I talk to okay. but another Leo? About her. About her. I'll watch it all and we'll sit and talk. I was almost just thinking, I'm like, she should be talking to us. <laughs> I know, Monica. She would love us. Oh, I, I, I love like, her. Let's just talk about, you know. Yeah, let's yeah. let's talk what about it. Fuck <laughs> you know what I mean? Because fuck him. I mean, fuck I, I know that I like that she, I like this though. I like that she's saying, hey, I also, I did this. I wanted to. Right. And so then what? Are you going to hate me now? Like there's another layer. Right. Almost like that trapdoor thing I'm talking about because it's like, yeah, I was space? there. If I'm not a victim, then what? And if I'm not a whore, then what? Can you accept that? The third space. Right, yes. The third space. Oh, my God. And, she, and that's the gray area that which people I live can't. For. No. Oh, I live for, too, but people can't handle. <laughs> I know. You know. And that's that's what Monica, as a, as a figure now, represents to me. Mm. Is she acknowledged she made a mistake, the mistake being... She knew she was having, you know, inappropriate relationships with a married person. Mm -hmm. She also acknowledges that she wasn't thinking about the power dynamics. Like, so that's what she identifies as the mistake. She also lied under oath. So there. Did she say she didn't do it? Oh yeah. This was before the scandal broke out and Linda Tripp released the tapes. Mm. So no, I I am in a Mercury retrograde deep dive of like mm. 1998 to 2001, and that's and then people compared the fact that because the Lewinsky scandal erupted the year before Britney Spears came out, she was always looked at that lens. Oh, of, like Britney is only in reference to subconsciously, this, yeah, because good girl. What was baked into the cake of 1998 mm. and 1999 was the Madonna horror complex and Monica Lewinsky and America having this huge conversation about infidelity and sex and it just made and then that's also people are arguing where the Republicans got the scandal ink kind of approach that they always like oh, to do yeah. mm -hmm. everything's a scandal now yeah yeah right so so much goes back to that but to, wow. to the point of Monica the fact that this figure 
you know, in her late 40s is applying purpose to the past and talking about her shame. And you want to talk about reclaiming a narrative? I love that. Oh, no. She is, let me tell you right now, I'm burning incense at the altar of Monica Lewinsky. You can't tell me nothing. Powerful. Yeah, no. Uh, and like speaking power to power. You know, it's wow. just, the, yeah, no, she's amazing. Yeah, and oh my god! And, Please and watch everything the ironic, and then tell me gonna, when you're done. We'll, so you we'll can, do it. Yeah, we're we need it. to. But the irony too is that now I'm hearing this and I'm like, Brittany, I don't know if this is you could tell me anything astrological, but like, so if that was all happening at that time, 90, right? 99, yeah. And now, Brittany's going through her own. She is. Revolution She's getting right liberated after, right after Monica got liberated. It's just interesting. <laughs> you're right. Because both of them were pigeonholed, and now they're both setting themselves free. Britney's going through not a Jupiter return transit, but she is going through something really powerful with Pluto, actually. Mm. So Pluto's the liberator here. But what's powerful about the Lewinsky Bill Clinton story is that that the ninth seventy eight Jupiter was an Aquarius. Mm. Uh, it, it is an Aquarius again twenty four years later. So wow. the story is getting its second Jupiter return since. Wow. So like yeah. People will people navigate naturally towards it. Because they have the Jupiter stars. wisdom, yeah. They because yeah. Jupiter's all about education and yeah. kind of wait a minute, let me rethink this for a minute. Yeah, and we're looking back on the late '90s, early 2000s, especially around the treatment of women who own their sexuality in public spaces. Christina Aguilera, who, like every all of them. All of them are now being kind of reviewed in the similar lens, but yeah, you cannot talk or think or examine that critically without connecting it to the uh, Bill Clinton Lewinsky affair. Yeah, even if just subconsciously. 100%. And it just, it inspired me so much because what I find really beautiful about her mm. is that whenever she is interviewed, you I have never seen a figure so visibly take a deep breath because of how nervous and oh. scared she is. Have you ever seen someone just like kind of just before every question, that's what she does. Wow. Still? Still. She's got PTSD from that. Could you oh, imagine? Oh, yeah. I mean, she probably couldn't. I can't wait to watch because I'm curious. Like, how do you live on? Where do you work? How do you live? Where do you go? Where do you go? I what mean, do you do? Everybody knows what you look like. Right, right. And she was, like, canceled before anybody was getting canceled. She you was. You know what I mean? She like, was. She really was. Because, again, from both sides of the political party, right? Because mm. she was slut with the Republicans, but then also the left didn't know how to examine her as a woman who actually did mm. have consensual relationships with a married man. Right. And if we're really going to support women and all women, does this apply to Monica too? Or is she the asterisk? Exactly. So you guys have some slippery logic yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So she's just been, again, in this third space. Yes, she is. And it's she just amazes me. Wow. I I have to meet her one day. I Absolutely. I will not stop until I meet Michael. You will. <laughs> I mean, I it, when she hears you, she's going to be like, he gets me. <laughs> I do. I her mean, Leo he courage. Me. Like, I totally get it. And, like, the actress who plays her, and they were talking every day and, like, connecting, and she took part of the story. I just felt such warmth from her. And she's just this really sweet Leo who's just like, yeah, I got caught. You know, it was yeah. hard. And look what, what you can do. What you can do, you know? Oh but I, I, yeah, if it happened my heart now. is in love with her. Yeah. In love with her. What I do you think what would that. happen if it happened now? It's just so fascinating. Like, Trump was able to say, grab him by the pussy and then get elected. And this woman, you know, 21-year-old woman was, like, destroyed for, you know, giving a blowjob in the Oval Office. It's like... Consensually. Yeah. I mean, that's, to me, 
I don't know, this might be sounding extreme, but it's like she was having pleasure, he was having pleasure. That's but right. in the Trump situation, it's him being a fucking crazy yeah. asshole. No one's getting pleasure out of that. And But people let that go. But it was like so horrible that these Walking two enjoyed the themselves. Well, and <laughs> what we're forgetting, or mm. not including, I should say, is the fact that it was an extramarital affair. Uh-huh. So it's it's the fact that they had pleasure secretly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's actually why Esther Perel became the public figure she is. So she's connected to this too because she wrote an essay uh, in, I think it was 2001, basically saying, America, you got a lot of nerve. Oh, really? Shoving sexuality down everyone's throat and then, oh, the president can't have a blowjob? Oh, my God. Right. Oh, and... You don't know anybody who had an affair? Oh, my God. So, and that's where, she, that's where her career, she wrote an essay. I think it was for, like, Reader's Digest. Wow. And it went viral in, like, wow. whatever, you know, whatever the 2002 that, yeah. version could be. So her career emerged because she critically examined the, the Bill Clinton and Lewinsky affair wow. from a different lens, and that's where she became really successful. But I think a lot of why she was villainized was because Bill was married. It wasn't that he had a blowjob. It wasn't mm. that she, you know, was young and powerful. It's just how dare you defy marriage? And then it's like, oh, Americans really idealize marriage that much? Yeah, I love Girls. that she wrote that because it's like you guys are liars. Got a lot of fucking nerve. Yeah, right. Just own it. Yeah. Oh, so now we're like talking about this in real in real culture, and that's why her book, The State of Affairs, which came out in 2018, was so successful. Yes. Because she straight up mentioned that America, you really do not walk your talk. Yeah, you guys around. are. Marriage of fidelity and trust. Yeah. So relax. Relax. What? Okay. What makes you, or when did this sort of start that you're so interested in like relations and communication? Like you, uh, you really nerd out on this. I and do. I love. And yeah, apparently, Gemini, Monica too. Lewinsky. That's, yeah. <laughs> you want the two things? Communication studies and Monica Lewinsky, my two passwords. I love that. Okay. I can talk about it forever. Well, I because I am a twin. Uh huh. So I have spent my entire life in interpersonal connection with another human being. Uh-huh. And, you know, I find this study of relationships so fascinating. I mean, yeah, there's no is. drama like it. There is it's no drama so like true. it. It's so true. And I don't mean drama like drama. I mean like the drama of the this, experience, yeah. the tragedy, the joy, the heartbreak, the meaning, yeah. the exhilaration. I find it so instructive and, and I just, I've always been passionate about it. And I would look at other people like not get along and I would say, there has got to be a better way to do this. No, totally. You bitches. You know, something I do in my meditation is like, I like to think about when I was little and certain things that were like fights that would happen around, you know, either around mm. the house or like at school or things like things that, you know, they like burn, burn into yes, your memory. Yes. And something I like to do is like, you know, I learned this in EMDR therapy is to imagine it differently and what that could have felt like. Right. So something I like to do is like think about getting, um, okay, so my parents having disagreement. And I say this with full love to my parents because they didn't know any better. And I'm, I, I am not a victim That's of right. anything. Okay. All right. Okay. And I, refu- yeah, <laughs> I refuse to blame my parents at 33 years old Thank for you. anything Thank in my you. life. Thank you. Because who's a grown ass woman? Me. Okay. And guess what? My parents were younger than us sitting here right now with kids, right? Yeah, right. So exactly. So yeah, they would fight in front of me, right? And so then as a result, I didn't see conflict resolution in a way that made me feel secure. So it Mm. affects my attachment style, blah, blah, blah. Of course, right? Mm. I'm only human, right? right, right? right. They're only human. But in the meditation, sometimes what I like to do is think about what it could have felt like to have been like, all right, we're going to put Angelica to the bed. We'll close the door. Love you. Good night. And then hear them sort of like having a conversation in the other room and kind yeah. of conflict resolution, you yes. know, like I didn't really get that. Yeah. 
or like seeing them um, resolve conflict in front of me maybe in the kitchen or in the car in a way that like didn't ruin the whole day and like they kind of like squashed the beef and worked it out mm. and they were friends in this way like that's something that that's amazing I wish I had, and I don't hold this against them, but it's something I want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of honestly like, conflict resolution isn't easy for me. I didn't mm-hmm. grow up seeing it clearly, but mm-hmm. also like, um, it's really easy for me to walk away mm-hmm. from from someone who I feel is, is disrespecting me. And to be honest, I've attracted it in my life where I've gotten ghosted. If I bring up one thing that I, hey, could you t- could you do this one thing? Yeah. Either it brings total magnetism or a complete repel, right? That's right. That's right. So Oof. anyway, Oof. conflict resolution is a huge part of communication science, yes, you know? Yes, and it, is, it, is. it means a lot to me in the healing of my younger self yeah. to really... Um, know what it would have felt like and looked like to see it more. I know. Because I didn't get that. And that's okay. But now I'm a little lost in the sauce when it comes to it. Like, I'm like, all right, so we don't agree. All right. Well, how about that? How do I not run away? That's And that's even just how you framed it. We don't agree. Yeah. I think that where we get lost in the sauce is Mm. we think agreement is the sole arbiter of skilled conflict conversations. It's actually more often than not understanding. Yeah. It's just understanding. Yeah, like where they're coming from. Why yeah. did you react the way? Why did you respond this way? So we're seeking understanding first. Okay. Right? And this is not just my belief. Uh, Aditol Rappaport, who was a United Nations International Relations scholar, la 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 la, uh, he has this beautiful line where he says, postpone persuasion until you have successfully articulated the other person's point of view to their satisfaction. Like, speak it back to them? hmm Wow. Rather than me trying to persuade you, mm. what do you mean? I, I, I didn't react that way. Mm. I'm persuading. I'm not listening. I'm not understanding. Mm. Whereas if I just go, okay, so Angelica, you are telling me that when I walked in and mm. didn't greet you and had my phone attached to me and I did it for 15 minutes, it made you feel upset because it reminded you of all the other times. Am I getting that clearly? And once you feel understood... And I have successfully articulated. Now we're connected. Now we're in safety and trust between us as speakers and listeners. And it will be more than likely that I won't do that. We might have to agree to have some sort of specific behavior modification. Mm. But all we're after is just understanding. So that needs to be taught day like from kindergarten, pre-K. Yeah. Through the 12th grade. Yes. And into yes. college. Right, because who was learn... onboarded for this? Yeah. I mean, I never learned that. No, me neither until I was 27, 28. Yeah. Because I was just like, wait a minute. This is crazy. What's yeah. going on? And I think that's what's really fantastic about our generation is that, you know, we grew up in the era of data, digital mm. collection. And so we really don't have any excuse for not knowing what we don't know. I know. And so we all just need to start studying, researching, and applying. Yeah. From one Venus in Gemini to another. And hi, Venus is in Sag today. Yeah. This is the transit that inspires relational education. Makes sense. So that's what I think we have to do is just like be the ones who actually are about it so that our children's children can see what it looks like in practice. And then tell other people, hun, you know YouTube University has a whole seminar on that, right? Yeah. So get off Beverly Hills, Real Housewives, yeah. God only knows what, yeah. and fucking watch this video for 45 minutes. Yeah. Come on now. I know. I I want more. I know I have access to those materials, but that's something I want to learn more about. It's just how to... 
I, I know how to say what I need and I know how to listen, but I just will tend to be like, this just isn't for me then. It's very easy for me to just say. No. Well, and no. I would wonder if that's the Taurus rising. I'm uncomfortable, which is the indicator like for I got to go. Discomfort right. as danger. I got to get out of here. Which is ridiculous because <laughs> being <laughs> uncomfortable is a huge part of life. Yes. And relating. Yeah. And you know? I think, well, that's real. And that's the premise. Bingo. Is that most people were seduced into the popular discourse that relationships should be effortless. Right. And easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Yeah. But they're fucking hard. And so relationships take effort. Mm. It's difficult. Let's learn. Nothing worthwhile is done or achieved in life without education and experimentation yeah. and innovation and failure, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to keep trying. But if we just sort of silence other people or conversations or even if it's internally mm. that make us think this should be easy and it's not and keep it the fuck moving and start learning and applying, I think we'll you'll get much better. It becomes like a muscle. I'm going to take that with me. But, um, oh my God, I feel like we really, we did it We covered, all. we covered a lot. This was this so was, much fun. And also so like soul fulfilling. Honestly though, I needed the fire today. I needed the fire. I know. And you greeted me in it. You were like, go where there's warmth, honey. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming. My pleasure.